summer is here. Uh, we haven't done an episode since the Heat tied the finals 1-1. Um, and we got all excited. We got all excited. <laughs> and then it kind of turned into the 2014 finals all over again, where the home team gets their ass kicked game three and game four. Uh, game five was pretty great. Um, came down with some big plays, and I think we'll talk big picture stuff with the Nuggets at the end. Um, I don't really think it's worth recapping the games um, at this point. Nah. So we have some, we have a trade to talk about. We have some trades that could happen to talk about, and we're going to hit the draft because the draft is Thursday, uh, three days from now. Um, but yesterday we got the news that uh, Beal was getting traded to the Suns um, for, it's going to be Chris Paul, um, a couple, I think six second round picks and some yeah. pick swaps. Um, they're getting and Landry Shamit and Shamit. Yeah, they're getting Jordan back in the trade. God, uh, listen to my uh, yeah. other guy I've never heard of from Washington back in the trade. I have heard of good Isaiah ones. Todd. Yeah, good one's pretty, you yeah. know, he's solid. Um, yeah, he's from the G League, so he'll fight. Um, and now the team is once again built around mid-range shooters, but he's a much better shooter from three-point range, especially catch-and-shoot wise than CB3 ever was. Um, there's no The no-trade clause is going to stay in effect, so they're pretty much locked into this team for the foreseeable future now. This is the only place he wanted to go, uh, and this trade probably doesn't happen. Uh, Zach Lowe Lo said that it that 0% chance this happens if, the no, if he doesn't have the no-trade clause, which I find to be yeah i mean you know what zero that this trade happens yes just because of what the they a trade up. happens no yeah we, yeah, okay. we gave up nothing yeah dude yeah like giving up shamit and second round picks for bradley beal is unbelievable yeah it's 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 <laughs> a move that they had to do and i i don't know if you just saw like i i just like hopped on Twitter and apparently uh, Gambo, the like Suns radio guy, yeah, um, he said that Aiton was requested by Washington in the tr- like for the trade and like the Suns said no and like somehow it's still that's what that's what happened that's what Chris Haynes said earlier in the week yeah it was kind of like, like oh it's gonna be around Chris Paul um, people are saying oh that's not that much it's not like it's not like Phoenix really had many actual draft picks to trade anyway um because they yeah they already traded a lot of them for KD and they gave up a couple swaps in this deal but um now you have Booker as essentially is going to play the role of point guard like we saw in the playoffs when Chris Paul was out um you're going to have Beal spotting up in the corner and Beal can do that kind of stuff that the Suns like to do with the pin downs and the double drag and the handoff all that kind of all that good stuff yeah. and you're adding another element to that um, so Beal is someone who's kind of existed out of the, I don't like not public eye, but like, I'm, I can't say I've watched a lot of wizards games over the past five years. Yeah. I mean, he didn't even play for half the season. Right. So, and he's, yeah, I mean, they've got, they're in the cycle. Yeah. They've been in the cycle where they keep shutting him down. I mean, they're the most, we'll get into this a bit, a little bit later. <laughs> the fact that they did this this year and not last year or in previous oh, years, yeah. makes some sense. Yeah. The fact that they gave him that contract in the first place um is wild to me um yeah. yeah and you're getting a guy now who 
we haven't really seen on a winning team since the second round uh, seven-gainer versus the Celtics in 2017. Um, yeah, right? yeah, you're seeing a guy who's basically been a one-man show. Uh, Porzingis had a good year last year, but it's been a lot of it's been a lot of catch and shoot or a lot of uh, pull up threes rather than catch and shoot. And I think in Phoenix, he's going to get more of that catch and shoot opportunities. Um, I mean, you seem pretty happy with this move, kind of happier than you were about the KD move. Um, um, yeah. Era. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think I'm happier just cause like, like, I, I don't think people outside of like, like sons, like the sons community, the sun bubble, like realize exactly how much like how torturous it's been having to watch Landry Shannon play basketball and like how much Maki has trusted him in like situations and like just the fact that we like got rid of him like makes me so incredibly happy. Um, we didn't have to give up Aiden for the trade. Uh, this is a guy that like like in addition to all the spot up shooting and like the mid range stuff like when you score on ISO like well you got all that but like our rim pressure was honestly pretty bad too. Uh, this past off season and like he brings a little bit more of that um so like just like from every aspect cp3 like getting injured every single year we don't really have to deal with that um like i, I i'm thrilled you know like this is the best possible trade that we could have pulled off um and like a lot of the other concerns like the depth stuff the defense stuff like that's kind of like gonna be a problem regardless and like the two guys that we gave up weren't really like a factor for all of that so like it just feels like the trade like just isolating the trade itself like yeah i'm so happy and like it really feels like we gave up nothing like the other one like mikhail cam like it feels like you're giving up stuff like first round picks it really does feel like you've given up a lot more um but this one it just feels like you're, you're kind of getting deal for like as close to free as you can get you're getting deal for cp3 who is like teetering on the edge of being a negative asset probably and it was close, is, man. <laughs> is someone who i mean has been an injury concern you're taking yeah. on that massive contract yeah. which is why washington made the trade um i mean he's going to make 57 million in three years i think uh he's 29 right yeah. now he's turning 30 i think this month um he's had a little bit of weird injury stuff but i think like it's hard to tell about it's hard to tell like if that's based on them not really caring where they ended up um standings wise and sort of being yeah. content with being in the middle of the pack which is a weird thing in itself but um like it seems like that's a big factor when it comes to that um and yeah i mean you're getting another dynamic offensive player um the defense they're going to have to figure out um plug those holes but um it's not like cp3 was a world beater on that end anymore and um you keep Aiden. um it's gonna be interesting if they're able to or if they still want to flip Aiden um for someone else i think the fact i think they do the fact that this move was made probably i think it was like almost a certainty that that was going to happen if this move wasn't made um, but now maybe it's a little less likely, but like you said, it's still probable. Yeah, they've been shopping them pretty hard. It feels like, so yeah. yeah. And I don't know what that destination is. Um, teams that are looking for an upgrade could be Boston. Um, 
could be, I don't know, like it kind of depends on how things shake out this summer. It could be Houston for a big, big number. Yeah. Houston, Dallas. Um, yeah. Dallas is, great, like, Dallas is a great one. Keeps on getting mentioned. Indiana's been linked to them in the past, to him in the past. I think Chicago would be interesting. I don't know if they would have any interest, but like that just seems intriguing to me. Yeah, Chicago's a wild card. Um, I think the goal would be to go get Brooke Lopez um, from Milwaukee. Yes. Yes. Rather, if that's – I mean, I don't think they can sign him outright, but if that's part of a trade, a uh, sign-in trade sort of framework that there. That would be amazing. Um, yeah. That would be amazing oh, yeah. for Phoenix, who I think that's what it would take to – put to give them the nod over Denver. Um yeah as the favorite. I think so. Um that and, and a couple of wings. Like I, I don't know what the wing situation is gonna look like. Yeah, Okogi's not under contract. Wainwright has a team. No, but we have we have bird rights for Okogi, Craig, and somebody Lando, I want to say. Okay. Craig Craig yeah you Craig's probably coming back for the vet men, honestly. I mean yeah um, uh, Lando's kind of harder to project. Um, and then Wainwright's, Wainwright's got the team option. Um, and Akogi's kind of wild card there, I think. Um, yeah, there's something interesting. I think it was Lowe that said it, um, that like they might try and sign some of these guys for hire um, just because like they can at this point. Like they can go on a cap and sign those guys because they have the bird rights and just like use them as like trade filler pieces if they need it instead of just like signing all these guys on minimums and they're like you're kind of locked in. Um, so uh, watch out for that, I guess. So like some of these guys, it might look like overpays, but like it's not really an overpay. It's kind of like setting up trade assets. But yeah, I mean, I don't really the the new CBA is kind of affecting a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Um, and like it's not like the terms are known, but like yeah. the whole thing has not been released yet, which is yeah. weird because we're three days away from the draft, and we're probably going to get at least a couple more trades on Thursday. Uh, during and leading up to the draft and maybe after as well. Um, uh, so ultimately, Beal chose the Suns over the Bucks, the Heat, and the Kings. Um, the sort of generally accepted theory that's been going around is that the Heat were kind of not willing to do to go through with that trade if it included hero and i think it would have had to if that was the way that that's the way it was going to go um well i don't know why you wouldn't i feel that the deal is just a better version of hero i agree but i also think they they have their sights set on a bigger game here with dame um and waiting that situation situation out them and the nets are sort of the two players there and i think the heat are in pole position just from the way Dame has talked about it, where that's kind of the only team yeah. that he would be interested in. And he decidedly not Boston was what basically said. Um, Boston, yeah. Beal, another team that was like kind of in the running for Beal is the Kings. I would have really loved to see that. Um, and I think Washington maybe could have gotten a better deal there, but uh, the no trade <laughs> is really what, what ultimately drove all of this. And um this is just the new owner stuff. He's going crazy, Ishbia. Um, I mean, he's he's yeah. fired. He's fired and hired a new coach on the KD trade, the Durant trade. I mean, the KD trade, the Beal trade, within the first yeah. six months. Um, and what's what's interesting to think about is they're like you think you think they've had these crazy rosters. They haven't. They're not actually in the repeater tax, which like they haven't yeah. paid taxes in previous seasons because the 
uh, old owner, Robert Sarver, like never paid the tax. And that was kind of his thing. So like super dire financial stuff, like the Nets and Warriors have been in the past and the Warriors still are um, because of that. But but the new cap just makes things a little bit weird. Yeah, the new cap, they're going to be, yeah, they're going to be in that second apron where, second apron of the tax where it's going to really limit what they're able to do um, in terms of roster building outside of those four guys, if you include Aiden in there. Um, And... Man, I mean, what do you have other than the takeaways that we already talked about on like the, the actual basketball X's and O's side of things for the Beal? For Phoenix? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I like what you said. I mean, like Beal can do a lot of the stuff that Booker does um, in terms of like a lot of the curls and pin down stuff that we like to do. I, I don't know. Like the, the big question mark with how they're going to play next year is I don't know how much of Monty's stuff is going to carry over. You would think a lot of it would just because uh, Kevin Young, the assistant, sticks around. And so I feel like they're not going to really tinker with the offense too much. Like, it kind of works. Like, it, I don't think it was really the problem against Denver. I don't know if the team evaluated it differently, but I really don't think anybody was like, wow, like, the offense was really struggling against Denver. Um, they were generating good looks. They just didn't have three-point shooters to knock them down. Uh, a lot of – I would expect it kind of – Whereas this year, just now you got like Beal or Booker kind of on the court at all times. Um, Booker going to point is going to be interesting. Um, I, I think he's pretty much ready for it now. I would like to get a point guard, but I don't know how feasible that is. Um, one of the names like I mean, Brogdon would be kind of awesome to get, uh, but I just don't think that. Like Braden, straight up. Feasible. I don't think it'd be straight up, but it, I don't know what Aiden's value is right now. So I, it might end up being straight up, or like, like it's really low. Like Grant Williams, like I don't even know. Yeah, it's real low. So like I, I don't know what they'd be willing to give up. Um, I don't know if it's straight up the Brogdon low, but like it might be. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. That's the only thing that I would say that like I, I would like to have a real point guard on the roster. Um, that's just me. I think it does like help. We still have Payne off the bench. Uh, locked him into, I think it was a non-guaranteed deal, but like I, I think like that's like a team option essentially, right? So like they should still have him um, for the next two years, I want to say. Um, and so I, I don't know. The the bench is going to look a little weird, but like when you have like Beal or Booker or Grant in court at all times, like how bad could it really go? Um, and Fogel is like going to play his stars, so like the rotations aren't. I hope the rotations aren't going to be as weird come playoff time. So, like, I have a little bit more. I think there will be. Um, <laughs> yeah, be yeah. Yeah. So, I, I think they'll be fine. Um, but, yeah, I like the on-court product. I'm not really too worried about the offensive side of the ball. It's just, like, I, I'm very curious what, like, I don't know if Ishbia has a plan for what's coming up in terms of, like, filling out the rest of the roster with, like, good wings or, like, if he just kind of trusts and, like, Craig and Okogi to, like, improve. But, like, Kobe's three-point shooting numbers were pretty abysmal. Um, Craig had one really good series and then one really bad series against Denver. So, like, I don't really know where to put stock into that. Um, and so, yeah, and then, like, a lot of those other filler guys that we had this year, like Terrence Ross, TJ Warren, like, they kind of – they give you a little bit of offense, but you're losing out on defense, rebounding, a lot of that stuff. So, like, I don't really – you know, a lot of the same problems. So, look at the roster, so – uh it'll be interesting to see like how they fill it out like, i mean yeah just with beal like i feel good about it like he's still a really, really good player like i think people just forgot about him because we haven't really seen him in, like any sort of meaningful basketball for a few years but yeah. um he's i mean 
yeah, he's really, really good. And like I said, gives a little bit of added room pressure too. So that's kind of huge for us, I think. Um, problem is there are still no wing defenders on this team. Yeah. If it's bad. If you do not get a Kogi. And I think a concern here is that you're going to have to ask KD, if you don't retain Aiden, especially, you're going to have to ask KD to protect the rim a little bit and probably guard that best wing, whoever that is. Um, yeah. It seems but how many wing heavy teams are there now in the West? Well, no wing heavy? Clippers? The Clippers, who I think would have beaten the Suns if they were healthy. Um, yeah. And I think the Clippers would have beat everybody. Yeah. You know. <laughs> really? Yeah. I Do you think they beat the Nuggets if they're healthy? Uh, I think they do, yeah. Wow, that is a take. Yeah, you don't think so? No, I don't. And the Nuggets were good. <laughs> I mean, we took two games off them playing some pretty questionable lineups. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I get that, like, Booker went nuclear, but, like, I mean, we don't think Kawhi could have done the same thing. We don't think Paul George could have maybe done the same thing. Like, and they got a better roster around them. Like, I don't know. I, I think that's a close series. I'm not going to say, yeah, they would have beaten them for sure. They would have beaten any team out of the East. I think, I think Clippers and Denver definitely would have beaten any team out of the East. I can agree I, with I, that. I, I can rock with that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I, th- I think the Suns would have probably taken both teams out of these. But yeah, like that Clippers Denver is a toss up series. But like, I, I think, yeah, that's a, that is the only team that I could have seen being pretty close. I think that would be, I would love to, I would have loved to have watched that. But Kawhi just, yeah. you know, he ruined it. So, um, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, well, yes, but I mean, God, they, they could have, yeah. they could have potentially won the series if it was just Kawhi too. Um, so, okay. Yeah. I mean, Booker, I think the point guard thing is going to be really hard to do. Um, it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a big load. And unless it's, unless that is what you're doing with Aiden, um, which I think is worth it. You could kind of go two routes here in the West now. Um, if you're like, we're going to outshoot the nuggets or we're going to actually get a big body for Jokic. It's kind of the only two choices you have. Um, and they're going all in on the shooting, it seems like. So. I don't think I'm the big body for Jokic. Yeah, yeah, I don't think the big body for Jokic works. If they want to continue, yeah, if they want to continue doing that, then uh, go ahead and trade Aiden for somebody. Um, and if that's somebody, yeah, if that's a point guard, then even better. Um, yeah. I think it's going to be hard. So that's kind of where we are. Um, and I think they should probably be the second most favorite in the West. Um, yep. Kind of have Denver at number one. Um, but yeah, let's talk about the wizard side of this. Um, so they finally moved Beal. They did it a year too late where the top of the draft this year is great. And there's no guarantee that I'm sure it'll be a normal year next year. It's not going to be like this year where it's historically good. Um, 
And now they have Kuzma. They still have Porzingis. Chris Paul is going to be rerouted to a contender. Um, there's been some rumors about that. It's looking like Clippers or Lakers are the top two places. Um, yeah. The Bucks have thought about him in the past. Um, Which, again, I say Bucks should go get him, dude. I agree. I think Boston. Yeah. Boston's not Boston also. Yeah, there hasn't really really been talk of them, but that would be interesting. Um, by the way, Chris Paul, um, I think it has to just be in ring chasing mode now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like fully. I mean, clock's ticking, and I think when he went to Phoenix, that was part of the idea, but not like all of it. And now I think this trade has happened. He's gotta he's gotta be able to do that so maybe the clippers are the right place you can't trust those guys but i don't know if the other la team is that much better either yeah, I think <laughs> he lives he lives yeah like in the southwest you know um yeah i was gonna say did you see his new york times interview the what? isaiah thomas stuff no so he had a chris paul had a an interview with new york times that i think i published like this morning or last night like literally right after the trade and he, like, says that James Jones, when he spoke with James Jones, I don't think Jones actually wanted to, like, trade him or was, like, really considering it. And then um, apparently, like, he kind of alluded to the fact that Isaiah Thomas is in Matt Ishbia's ear. And so Isaiah Thomas was, like, pushing for, like, nah, like, we, you got to get rid of CP3. And so when the trade actually happened, like, CP3 was actually quite surprised by it because I, I guess he didn't really think he was going to be involved in at least this year. I don't know if you thought he would get involved in a different year. But yeah, I, I don't know. There's a weird Isaiah Thomas like connection that like really shouldn't be there because like Ishbia came on in February and we're like, yeah, no, like he's not getting like a spot in the team uh, or like in the front office. But like, uh, I don't know. He is so, though. It's weird. But he is apparently. So like, I, I don't know. It's really sketchy. <laughs> I, that's why I'm like, I don't know if. I love everything that's going on with Ishbia. Like it's great. He's like flashy. It's fun. But like I don't know. It feels a little sketchy. So we'll see. Yeah, he is an interesting guy. I don't know. He's he's been doing the big splash splashy moves already. So we'll see he if they come yeah. with Aiden or maybe draft night stuff. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, we have some other teams to talk about here. Um, before we get to the draft. So the Pelicans have been reported to want Scoot Henderson badly. And whether that's trading up to the number two pick, which I think is what's, what's, what it's probably going to take, despite um, a lot of buzz around the Hornets selecting Miller over him. It's kind of flipped the other way in the past couple of days. Mm-hmm. Um, to now people are expecting them to just take Scoot. Um, I'm on board, but I'm only on board if it's Zion. <laughs> we haven't really talked about the. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, we haven't really talked about the news that's come around around Zion. Um, oh boy, a lot. And if you haven't, I'm not. I don't even really want to talk about it. So, if you, I don't know if her account is still active, but if it is, just go to Mariah Mills on Twitter and you'll find out everything you need to know. She tweeted about it like probably a little too much yeah, more, more than you, more than you would care to know but if you, if you really want the deep dive like i did oh and, god i mean you read I, through all of her shit i read through everything during that wild time that's concerning i mean there's there's talk uh, yeah, about no, that's bad. 
<laughs> like like cans of soda like all over his bathroom and like all this shit and it's just it's just not good so um i mean i was advocating for them trading him on this years ago podcast not years ago like, like not years months ago. ago yeah like in april um <laughs> it's been a long time so yeah i'm 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 completely on the board and if they want to trade i mean i think we could get i think if you get like Gordon Hayward and the number two pick for Zion or like something like that. Yeah. Like, I don't think, I think he has more value than the number two pick does right now, even though all this shit's been going on with him. So I'd be totally fine with it. I really don't want them to trade uh, Ingram though. Um, I saw an idea of a three-way trade that uh, goes Zion heading to Portland. Um, Scoot to New Orleans and the number three pick to the Hornets with some more or no scoot scoot to the Pelicans sorry and the number three pick to the Hornets um some more compensation to from Portland to them um for trading down Portland just gets Zion Portland gets Zion yeah um I think Houston getting Zion should they get Harden is also a possibility that I could see um and maybe like we get Jalen Green back in that deal, or we get their pick or something like that. I could totally see that. I'm fine with anything at this point. Not anything, but I want <laughs> I'd be <laughs> fine. With, I'd be fine with a top five pick or any top five or any player selected in the top five in the last like three years of a bat. This man's broken you, man. That's crazy. I mean, he's not, he doesn't play. He doesn't play, and he shows no signs of maturity. And he's just drinking soda, oh, and like <laughs> his extracurricular activities. He said, <laughs> he, "Like when the Pelicans do like the in arena stuff, and they ask the players questions. Every team does this, like the little interviews, yeah. timeout breaks." He said his t- favorite two cities to visit were Atlanta and Houston. Um, so I should tell you something. Um, and I'm just sick of it. So I'd be glad to see him go. Um, and uh, that's hilarious. If we get that's someone, really ideally, this ideally what I want is Halliburton. Um, oh, I mean, there's no way. I lose my mind if that happened. Um, zero chance. I don't think it's that crazy. No I don't think. It, I don't think there's zero chance. I think it's pretty crazy. Uh, uh, Halliburton? I think Indiana's keeping it. Like, they're building around them. What I really, really want is the Blazers to draft Scoot with a third pick okay. and us to trade Zion for Scoot and Shaded Sharp. Yes, I did see you retweet that, too. That would be... <laughs> and at that point... Trade That's anyone. so good. Like you could, you could start fresh. I will take the years of tanking. Yeah. Trade. Like, so I don't know if you need necessarily years of tanking. Well, you keep Murphy. Who might be like, more NBA ready? Well, at that point, like I'm fine with getting. Like we can trade McCollum, and like we can trade not Ingram, but we can trade like yeah. some older players, which is pretty much only McCollum. But um, yeah, like I'm not in win now mode necessarily <laughs> anymore. If we do that, yeah. So, yeah. Um. Okay. Okay. That's, I mean, that's a dream. I hope that happens. I don't think it will because I think the Blazers really like Sharp. Um, 
which is they have yeah. And are they that desperate? Are they that desperate to get Zion? Not unless Dame brings down the hammer, which he might. And I mean, it, it's kind of like no one really knows what's going to happen with the Dame thing. Like Chris Haynes is kind of the only person who has like good information on him. And like if if yeah. if they like on draft night, this could happen. It could happen today. It could happen tomorrow. Like no one really knows. It's kind of like the Kawhi deal back when he was thinking about leaving Toronto. Like no one really knew what was going on. And there was a lot of like just kind of info out there. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Um, Toronto also wants the second pick to get Scoot for Siakam or maybe Ananobi. I don't think just Ananobi is good enough. Um, but they're asking price so high for the, for the, for their own players that it's like kind of believe it when I see it situation and Van Vliet might leave as well. That kind of makes me think that if they're going to do it, it's now for the rebuild. Um, yeah. Masai said they wanted like four first round picks for Ananobi like earlier, right? I'm not. Yes. Yeah, he crazy. said that. Like, that was the thing that happened like around the trade deadline. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Seems a bit high. Anyway, so yeah. Um, <laughs> a little bit. But like, he... I, the thing is, like, I don't think he's exaggerating. Like, he probably. No, he probably does, but he's I he's probably the most overrated player in the league, or one of them. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's got that one. <laughs> it's absurd. Um, okay. That's, I mean, that's, that's the only Pelicans Intel we have of now. It might, it might move fast. Uh, Bill Simmons said he was like, he heard someone that he trusts, uh, that was confident that Zion wouldn't be on the team past draft night. Um, don't really believe it. I hope it's true. We'll see. Um, Harden. Yeah, I was going to say Harden is deciding between. Do we trust Bill Simmons as a source anymore? No, but he's been right about things before. Um, Aro just got booted off the call, so I'm going to pause. There we go. Now he's back. Um, I'm back. Are you? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. He, he's been right about the, the last big prediction that he made was Kevin Young is going to be the coach of the Suns. So maybe, maybe he's due. Yeah. Yeah. But, We'll see. Uh, Harden is now leaning towards staying in Philly, it seems like. Um, boring. I think it's boring, and I wish that didn't happen. Um, yeah. And I want Zion to have as many suitors as possible. <laughs> um, Here's it for yourself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's Houston has a lot of cap room. Uh, Brooke Lopez yeah. has been kind of discussed. Uh, Dylan Brooks has been discussed. Dylan Brooks, oh, he would fit. Oh, God. Oh lord! Like if they don't get Harden and they run it back with like the young <laughs> squad, and you just add Dylan Brooks in there, oh my god! Um, wow! Oh uh, wow! Kyrie oh, signing is probably likely now. Um, yeah, can't really let him walk for nothing like they did with Brunson last summer. Uh, yeah, you kind of locked in there. So that's kind of boring too, but I think we more or less expected it. Um, there was some yeah, sun stuff so. with him and the heart into the sun's thing was apparently not real. Um, so Which is unfortunate. yeah. Uh, the last piece of news we're going to hit is, or no, we got two more, but Draymond opted out of his contract today. Um, 
and he was already tweeting at LeBron. Um, <laughs> so Lakers would not surprise me. It's going to be hard for him to keep. It's going to be hard for the Warriors to keep him, Clay, and Poole. Um, and if he's already opted out, it kind of seems like he's going to be the guy who's going to go. Um, Does he take a pay cut this night for one last shot? He could take a he could totally take a pay cut. Um, so that's what I was thinking. He did have Steve Kerr on his podcast like a month ago, um, which makes you think that maybe the chances are a little better and maybe the relationship's a little better than we think. Um, but I mean, he's a clutch client and the Lakers want him, so it could totally happen. And he could take a pay cut to the Lakers too. So, um, yeah. And he probably will have to. Um, the Warriors have a new GM now. It's not Bob Myers anymore. He stepped down. It's now uh, Mike Dunleavy, um, who you might remember from the Bulls and maybe some other teams. Uh, I'd say. <clears throat> yeah, back in the day, I guess. Um, yeah. I, I remember, remember the Bulls days. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, I don't know. I remember him on – like him in a Golden State jersey just like has more – more of a memory for whatever reason. I don't know why. But he was anyway. He's a what? He was, he, I feel like he was always getting in fights. Maybe maybe that's just the Bulls. Yeah, I can't see that. He's like controversial. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, and then two players that might have new teams are Tobias Harris and Tyus Jones. Uh, the Tyus Jones thing I don't really get considering Ja just got suspended for 25 games. Um, yeah, which I'm gonna say, like, I, I think they might get that reduced. I think the Players Association is gonna go pretty hard to try and get that reduced. Really, I, I think they are because, like, just hear me out it's a suspension for conduct detrimental to the NBA, which is very vague and very broad. And I don't know if the Players Association is gonna like that. That's all I'm saying because that it opens up the door for a lot of weird suspensions, and so I, I don't know. We'll see, but I just think I I wouldn't count on 25 games being 25 games. That's all I'm saying. It's a feeling I'm getting. Um yeah, I, I don't I think I think 25 is probably a little much considering like what other like I saw something about Raymond Felton. This is before our time, but Raymond Felton got like seven games for like actually firing guns outside of a club or something <laughs> yeah like <laughs> Same with Jackson, pretty much yeah uh, that's what i'm like uh, i don't know we'll see anyway but yeah ty stone should like get resigned either way by mentals like there's no reason not to he's a really really good like backup card yeah i i don't i i don't i didn't understand that one when i saw that but they might trade him because he's been really good for them. And they're going to need him, especially if this suspension goes through. Um, yeah. Okay, that's pretty much the rumor mill. Um, as of today, I've been keeping a pretty close watch. Um, we're talking about the draft. We're going to talk about the draft here and go through some of our play, our favorite prospects. We've kind of, I mean, we've talked about Scoot, super athletic guard, think Westbrook, um, yeah. maybe a little more shooting and less turnovers, perhaps. We hope. Uh, Yama's self-explanatory. Um, like Kareem, who can shoot and like dribble, basically. Um, and Brandon Miller's like 
a great three-point shooter, less handles than Paul George, but like can kind of look similar, I guess. Um, but the rest of the guys, my favorite player outside of the top three is Cam Whitmore. Oh, yeah. Is a great driver and reminds me of myself in my playing days <laughs> because oh, yeah. he could drive really well, can't shoot great, doesn't have a great handle, but <laughs> drives again and again and again. Um, I love that. Relentless. So, <laughs> yeah, he's probably gonna go like in the four, five, six, seven range. Um, yeah, and then Taylor Hendricks, the other one who I really like, he's a great shooter, um, and defender who's really good help defender, and he's really long and athletic too. Um, Kaysen Wallace out of Kentucky, who's like kind of the, the best defender in the draft on ball, probably. Uh, Kevin O'Connor compared him to Drew Holiday, which I think is a tall order, but um. Cool. He Kevin O'Connor compared Kaysen Wallace to Drew Holiday, like as the car. Uh, um, wow, he's, like, he's Drew. Drew Holiday is kind of like one of one. Like, I don't, I don't know if you can. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, do you think? Are you on the side of things like me, where you think Scoot should definitely go number two over Miller? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, but I've also seen more of Scoot than I have of Miller that makes sense so like I, I don't know um like I, I don't know Scoot just seems like a can't miss kind of guy you know like he's a point guard that like changes the like yeah. your franchise immediately and he, and he goes number really one like, in last year's draft and the year yeah like yeah yeah like Victor is the only player that realistically should be ahead of him in like the last few drafts um it, it just feels like he's like you said, like that Westbrook kind of athleticism, just raw. He can get to the basket so easily. Uh, he feels like NBA ready. Um, his like it just feels like like the athleticism is going to be there. It's going to translate over immediately. So I don't know. I, I think he should go number two. But um, if you're Charlotte, at the same time, like well, I, I don't know. If you're Portland, you got Dame too. So like I don't know. If you're Charlotte, you, I think you just kind of draft best talent instead of. Um, yeah, position I, and I think he, I think he is, like, despite the fit stuff with Lamelo, like he's still, I think he's still, like a level above to the point where, yeah, you're just take a chance on it, like you're justified in taking him. Um, yeah. So, yeah, um, I think we're on we're in the same boat there. Um, the Thompson twins are going to confuse people. Um, Amen Thompson is the one who's projected to go a couple spots before his brother Asar. Um, Amen is the better athlete and the better playmaker. Um, neither of them are very good shooters. They played together on the overtime elite uh, team this past year. Um, I don't know. I'm not as high on them as I am in like Taylor Hendricks and Cam Whitmore. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, they're they're. Both of them are great athletes and can attack the rim really well. Um, so they're they're definitely fun to watch. That's what you're looking for. Uh, Anthony Black is another um, interesting yeah, guy. I was mention him. He's yeah. six seven. He's a really good passer. He played for Arkansas and the sort of wonky team it's that had tall players. man. Um, really yeah. tall. He's he's been compared to Lonzo. Um, he's been compared to Fultz, which is interesting because the Magic are potentially going to take. Yeah. <laughs> 
or number six. I'm seeing a, a Giddy comparison yeah. too. Which would be yeah, Giddy's a good yeah. comp. Um, he can drive well too. Um, yep. He attacks the attacks the basket well. He can finish through contact contact despite the fact that he's pretty skinny. Um, uh, yep. Jalen Hood Shafino out of Indiana is pretty similar to Anthony Black. He has uh, worse handles, worse ball handling overall, but is um, really good out of the pick and roll and can can shoot a little better, especially from mid range. Um, these Trace are just Jackson dropped, huh? Yeah, you mentioned Indiana and Trace Jackson. I mean, yeah, Trace Jackson. Uh, he was like he was like I think he either. He was close to winning the Wooden Award. Zach Eady ended up winning, but um, yeah, he was he was like one of the best players in all college basketball, and he's kind of dropping um, towards the back half of the first round now, uh, maybe out of the first round. Eventually, we'll see. Uh, yeah, Cooper Pauly is the guy who has been rising up the boards. He played with didn't uh, the Victor hype him up a lot? Yeah, he played with Wimby on the Metropolitan's yeah. '92 team yeah. um, in France. Um, he's a lengthy wing, can play really good defense. Shooting isn't great, but people kind of see him as like a Miles, uh, Miles Bridges, uh, or Mikhail Bridges rather, um, sort of yeah. prototype. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> just his shooting, shooting needs to get better. Uh, the Jazz has been the Jazz have been linked to him. I think they have the ninth pick, um, and the other two guys that that um i've seen before i i reveal who i want the pelicans to get um are kobe buffkin has been flying up the draft boards out of michigan he's a uh, quick guard who can shoot really well can't really defend but a great shooter and then Derek lively um it's kind of like in the uh um mitchell robinson mold and the warriors have kind of looked at him and as have the hawks um he's from duke and then I want the Pelicans to get Keontae George out of Baylor. Who oh, yeah? I was going to ask. <laughs> about really Keontae. hot in their game at Kansas. Um, can shoot from all three levels. Um, we need more shooting. He's got, the, he's got the turnaround three. He's got the catch and shoot, step back, one dribble, two dribble. It's all there. Yeah. Um, I would love to see him if – um, if he's available, and if not, Grady Dick would also be a great option. Who's a better playmaker than I think he gets credit for? Credit for probably because yeah. he's white, and people people think he's <laughs> but he's not a can shooter. <laughs> yeah, he's a great shooter, but he, he could be a playmaker. Yeah, yeah. Attack the rim, actually, yeah. pretty cool. Um, is there anyone who I didn't mention that you really like or are intrigued by? Uh, no, because I think I was going to mention Anthony Black and, the, I mean, the guy that you ended up wanting, Keontae George, were my two guys that I was, like, really looking at, um, in terms of the lottery, at least. Outside of lottery, I don't know, I mean, like, Jaime Hakez, uh, just because he had that run um, yeah. in the tournament a couple of years back, is, like, somebody interesting to look at. Um, yeah, and then, like, I don't know, in the second round, like, <clears throat> I don't think there's anybody that really stands out immediately. Um, Marcus Sasser out of Houston is intriguing. Um, he's a quick guard, but I don't think his like shooting is really there. Um, yeah, no, I think I think that covers it for the draft. Well, we'll see. I don't think there's too many like huge surprises either way. This is kind of what order the top three is going to end up being. But... 
It's a good draft, though. A lot of these things really good. So we're back. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. Um, that's never happened <laughs> actually ever. So. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, I thought I got kicked out, and then it's like I'm the host now. What uncharted territory? Um, about the draft prospects um the other guy i wanted to mention was bryce sensbaugh um out of ohio state um like the just like a pure scorer um Uh, he reminds me of when i got excited about bones coming out we went to the nuggets withering away on the the poor clippers um (laughs) what about withering away (laughs) well he's i mean i just feel bad for anyone who's on that team yeah yeah, that's that's pretty fair. <laughs> um, all right, so I think we're gonna see a lot of trades on Thursday night. Um, yeah, the Blazers are kind of the big domino to fall, and then I think a lot of stuff could follow that. If there's teams trying to trade up, like the Pelicans, we're gonna see that come to fruition. We're come, we're not. Um, but I wanted to talk big picture before we go about the 2023 NBA champion Denver Nuggets and how they rank among the teams who have won the title since the 2018 Warriors. Since the 2018 Warriors. Okay. Um, I mean, I think we both have a clear favorite. I don't know if they actually are the best team, but I think we both love that 2019 Raptors team a little too much. And so I might have to put them up on top. Um, And uh, to be fair, they would match up quite well against any of the other teams that have won the championship since. Um, I, I think that Bucks team might be the weakest, arguably. I think the Warriors are probably the well. I think the Bucks. I think that one of those Suns team that the Bucks played was really, really good. Uh, and yeah, they're they're better than people make them out to be. I think that was probably the top – well – I think the Lakers had the easy – like, the 2020 Lakers are probably last to me. Yeah. And it's yeah. not – it's, it's not just because bubble. No, but, like, part of it is, like, Anthony Davis was doing things that he has not done since and probably will never do again. And they played a much weaker version of the Nuggets team that just won. Yes. And then and they, they played, played the Heat. That was just a heat team that was ravaged by injuries yes. and tiredness. Yeah. yeah. The heat team who didn't have me. Like, I mean. Yeah. Like, that makes a pretty big difference. Like, that's. Uh, and they still lost two games. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think this Nuggets team is better than the Warriors were last year. I think yes. they're better than the 2021 Bucks. I'm, I'm just, yeah. I don't know if they're better than 2019 Toronto. I think. That's where I'm like, I don't know. I would have. 2019, I think I would have 2019, Toronto first, Bucks, or Nuggets second, then Bucks, then Warriors, then Lakers. And uh, yeah, I think the only thing I would change, I think the Warriors team from last year was maybe slightly better than the Bucks team. I I don't know. Yeah, it's close. That I don't know. The 2021 run in hindsight just feels like it 
that Bucks team was not as good. And they didn't really have to face anybody that tough. The toughest competition they had, they would have lost to, but then like all yeah. the injuries and whatnot. Yeah, that's the knock on them with the um, Brooklyn series. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they didn't have to face Philly, which, okay, to be fair, Philly, that Philly team was pretty bad, but like, they would have been on the Philly. They would have been. Yeah. 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 But um, who um, do you think, do you think the 2021 or 2022 playoffs go drastically differently if we have a healthy Jamal Murray in both? Um, I think 2021 goes different. I think 2021, you would think that they make the finals, right? But I, I don't know. Cause I mean, like a lot of the stuff that Jokic was doing this year, especially like defensively, we've seen him sort of come along in the last couple of years. And we saw him get tired at times in 2019, 2020, 2021. Um, and so I don't know if the 2021 playoffs would have been drastically different. I, I think Denver beats Golden State last year, right? This Denver team's Yeah. And like, it's pretty much the same team. I mean, I guess they added well, KCP this year. I don't know. I don't know. I think they still lose to the Warriors, actually. In 2022. I think in 2021. Yeah, I don't think they beat Phoenix in 2021. I mean. I don't think they beat Phoenix in 2021. The team is a lot better. I don't. I I mean. The team around them is so much better. Like, yeah, Gordon is better. Bruce Brown is better. Porter's better than he was. Um, is he, is he on the team. Um, yeah. yeah, so I, I don't think it really goes that much different. I think, I think, yeah, I think 2022 is probably a bigger question. Um, but even if they beat that Warriors team, they're still – I mean, they're still – who do the Warriors stick around? Memphis? I guess they probably beat Memphis. Memphis. I don't I think they beat Memphis. They probably beat Dallas. I think the Dallas series is interesting that they probably win. I get so yeah, I guess 2022 is probably the question. I just don't know if they beat that Warriors team. Um yeah. Murray out there. Um this is an interesting thing from this finals. This is the first finals where the team who won the finals um won it on their home floor since in a long time. 2017. Um, really? Or no, no, the Bucks did it, but it's the first. What's the stat? Yeah, the Bucks would have done it. It's some. Because. <laughs> yeah. Did they do it last year? Don't say they won at home, right? No, they won on the road. Oh, in the middle of the city. Okay, this is what I wanted to say. So, all of these arenas. Besides, <laughs> this is niche. <laughs> yeah. So, I love it. The ball arena where the Denver Nuggets play is like kind of in the middle of Denver. Um, the same cannot be said for where the Bucks play. The same cannot be said for where the. Where I don't the know. I don't know where the Bucks play in relation to the city. I, I generally thought it wasn't. The I, it, I know because they because they have the whole Deer Park or whatever the hell they called it where it looked cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, apparently, it's not quite the same. I don't know. San Antonio oh, yeah. is kind of like not really close. Outside. San Antonio is not in the city. Yeah. Miami's like kind of there, but it's hard to get to. It's allegedly. It's in a what? It's in a cool location. It's right on the water, but. Yeah. 
Okay, I guess it's not in the city. Hard to get there for game time, I guess. Uh, Warriors yeah. never really close um, when they won their titles. Um, yeah. I think had Boston won, it's there's an argument. Uh, yeah, Boston's like right in the middle of the city. Toronto? Dude, right? No, nah, Milwaukee's in the city. It is. I, I'm pulling up a map right now. This <laughs> looks pretty in the city to me. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I just don't understand Milwaukee like that. They are. Still, I don't remember that crowd being that like hyped <laughs> for some reason. Nah, but the Milwaukee crowds is, I don't know. They're Midwestern. They're cool. Like, I feel like the Denver crowd was like, pretty awesome in game five. Denver crowd was pretty awesome. Yeah. There's something about that part. Like Denver crowds, Utah crowds, like they're oh, very, Utah, very like, Utah exciting. crowds are nuts. So are the yeah, Toronto crowds. Insane. I will say. Toronto ones are great. And Toronto crowds are great. Yep. Heat, oh, yeah. Okay. West Coast uh, crowds are pretty solid too. Heat is you know, terrible. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, some of the West or the East Coast teams have some work to do. Boston's good. Boston's good. Boston's solid, yeah. MSG, one's popping. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. This Milwaukee, yeah. This is. If this ain't in the city, I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we I'm might need to go to Milwaukee. Check it out. Um, <laughs> all right. The next so time. it's on the bucket list, huh? That's all we got. Um, man, I hope Zion is team next time we do one of these. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you just you can't wait to discuss that trade. <laughs> Could it be great? I don't. Oh, God. Oh, That's draft night. We might <laughs> we might have to emergency bot draft night because trades are going everywhere. OG ends up on like I don't even know Lakers, God Clippers. OG to the Kings, call my shot. <laughs> OG to the Kings, I would love that. Oh, I man. wanted to see Beal on the Kings. It is. Your team got him. Yeah, for nothing. Imagine for Shamit for the one player that we hated the most. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, we were solid. Hate it more than Aiden. <laughs> Yes. Oh my God. Yes, dude. We were convinced that Shamit has like some sort of blackmail over Monty. That's the only way he got to play so much. No, it's Monty's stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Hey man. (laughs) Yes. Now Detroit can enjoy him. Have fun. Any Pistons fans that are listening? When he refuses to play Cade Cunningham as your team gives up an eight-zero run. To close out the half, you will know. You will know. Pain. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, all right, Zion. Keep uh, keep drinking those milkshakes and have enjoy Portland. Oh boy. <laughs> Where the hell they send you? It's far away from me.